Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Paul Prentice is a libertarian economist who I deeply respect. He's here today to talk about Karl Marx and the theories that have drawn communism. He has a book, The Devil and Karl Marx. We're gonna review that. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a thinker, a man who is uh, an academic, earned his PhD, is also served on think tanks, and is an economist, a respected economist, who has worked with uh, the, the Independence Institute, with uh, the Mises. Well, let me just have him introduce himself. Paul Prentice, how are you, sir? I'm fine, fine. Thank you for having me, Chaps. Good, good. Uh, what are all the organizations <laughs> that you've worked with? Uh, the three, uh, three ones that I enjoyed the most uh, were the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. I've <laughs> retired from that, but I've kept my position as senior fellow at the Independence Institute in Denver and as a um, adjunct, or it's called an associate scholar at the Mises Institute in Auburn, Alabama. And that's M-I-S-E-S dot org, Mises. Correct. Uh, who was Ludwig von Mises? <laughs> Ludwig von Mises is my favorite economist. Uh, he was actually probably the most famous economist of what we call the Austrian School of Economics, which is a school that delves deep into philosophy as well as just standard economics and has a perspective on free markets that is beyond any other institute or, or economic theory. So, so the nuts and bolts of their school, the Austrian school is government is the problem. Like, like Ronald Reagan used to say, less government, less interference and, and lower taxes actually creates more free enterprise, more capitalism, more jobs and more wealth in society. Yeah, so one of their phrases is, free markets do it best, why mess with anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, so free markets are the opposite of what we're hearing about out of the Bernie Sanders camp, right? He ran for president and he's a socialist from Vermont. Uh, he adopts sort of, he calls it socialism, but it really leans into Marxism. And you're here to review a book. You did not write this book, but you've met the author. His name is Paul Kangor and he wrote The Devil and Karl Marx. Can you hold this up and, and tell us why this is important to you? Sure, I highly recommend this. It's an easy read, The Devil and Karl Marx. For anybody that's interested in understanding the history and the background of where we've been and where we're going, um, it's a tremendous, deep, in, deeply insightful book into the nature of Marxism and why it is that it always ends up in human misery and slaughter. It must because it's rotten fruit from a rotten tree and that's outlined here in this book. So Karl Marx, as I understand it, it was a German philosopher in the 1800s, uh, born 1818, died 1883. He wrote the Communist Manifesto, published 1848. Just before the American Civil War, he wrote this idea that private property should be banned by the government. Now that's a novel concept, but but uh, uh, me owning a, a car or a house is somehow uh, unchristian. And, and he had these ideas based on his own personal theology, which is also, by the way, unchristian. 
Yes, it, it's a very interesting journey. He actually, um, although he's of German background, he did most of his work and is f more famous in London. And so he, he published a lot and spoke uh, while he was in, in Great Britain in, in London. Um, he had, at one point, actually become flat-out anti-God. So not just an atheist, but a, a hated God, hated religion, and turned to the dark side. And that's all outlined in the book here. But that's since his youth, he was actually raised to be a Lutheran Christian. Yes. He, and, and even his journals say he felt a personal calling to ministry. Something turned him around where he became anti-Christ. Yes. Um, likely that was was uh, Mr. Satan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hence the name of the book, The yes. Devil and Karl, Karl Marx. Marx, what happened? Yeah, well, we don't know exactly how that transition occurred, but we do know that it did occur, and that all of his writings, all of his writings, all of his work, all of his personal life and personal story, history, his family, everything was wrapped up in, in, uh, in Satan. Wait a minute, like a practicing Satan worshiper? Or? So, yeah, we don't know that for sure, and Paul Kenger is very careful to say that we don't have direct evidence that he was a Satanist worshiper, right. but his ideas are Satanic, okay? Okay. In the sense they are anti-God, and he chose deliberately, he said, I choose hell, I choose hell. And then later he went on to just disavow all religion, and, uh, he died as an atheist in, an in atheist, London. Yes, and, and the atheist strain of the communist socialist is, is what kind of took over the world or is taking over the world. So, so that atheist strain that you're talking about, um, Karl Marx's philosophies in his books were not popular necessarily in the West where a lot of Christendom still exists, but they became very popular in Russia where the atheists took over and very popular in China where the atheists are in power today. Yes, and, and all of the, if you could, I would call them satanic socialist communist regimes that have taken over, that have always end up, always chaps, in, in human misery and slaughter, and they must end up that way. It's the natural result of his ideas and who he was. Um, you already mentioned um, he wanted an end to private property. Well, the Bible is full of references to private property, such as thou shalt not steal. Isn't that a, a statement of private property? Right. Ownership, thou shalt not cover, that, covet. That's a statement of who owns what. Um, and uh, his, his ideas were so anti-God, and then eventually just atheist, um, that they had to end up where they are. Because in order to end the institution of private property, you had to try to change human nature, because we were designed and created to want to produce and have and trade um, private property. That's what an economy is. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems to me the entire socialist argument is manifesting a, a demon of jealousy. And, and as you said, the Bible says, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. But when I say, oh, all those rich people have and I don't have anything, I want the government to take it away from them and give it to me. That's socialism and it's a demon of jealousy that energizes theft with government sword. It is. Um, jealousy, envy, and greed are, are behind a, a lot of this. When, when, um, Which is ironic because they call us capitalists greedy. I know, isn't it funny? Yet they want to steal all of our money. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a short break. When we come back, we'll see how does this manifest in history, particularly in the communist revolution in Russia. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep Almost immediately, I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Uh, we're talking about the devil and Karl Marx with Paul Prentiss, a learned academic, and he works in think tanks, he's an economist, and he's a mentor to me. He's taught me a lot about uh, Austrian economics, about how to, you know, to think in terms of libertarian governance, uh, smaller government, lower taxes, more freedom, and, and especially in the economic area. When Karl Marx's theology and his philosophy first became like a, a world government, right? It manifests in the Soviet Union. And we see in maybe 1920, right after World War I, you see Lenin come to power using the army to destroy everybody's pro private property. And if you read the, the first few pages of the Communist Manifesto, you understand it must result in the death of humans. Yes, because Because once you, once you decide that the government is gonna take away your property, everybody out there with property is the enemy. And if they try to defend themselves, you kill them with the government. And that's how Lenin came to power in the Soviet Union. Absolutely, and it was actually the, the revolution in 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution, and then Lenin, and then of course Stalin, the great mass murderer. And uh, there's a, a book called the, um, Black Book of Communism that attempts to count the number of dead civilians from this philosophy around the world, um, China, Russia, all the other places. And we're not talking about people who have died during war, we're talking about people killed by der Staat, by the state, okay, murdered civilians, by government. Unarmed civilians. Yes, known as democide, if you will, death by government, and it's well over 100 million people. 100 million people, and you count not just uh, maybe 50 million killed by Stalin, 
But then it goes into Mao Zedong in, in China, communist China killed you know, millions of Republicans. Yes, tens of millions. And um, <laughs> the horror of this is, is amazing how it's been hidden. And this book, I think, brings a lot of it to light. Um, and there's another, there's a DVD, if I could show this, that I yeah. recommend to your yeah, audience. Yeah, hold it up. And this is not for the faint of heart, so don't watch this with your children. It's called The Soviet Story. It's a documentary of all of the slaughter just from the Soviet end of socialism and communism. Uh, doesn't even include North Korea or, or the horrors in, um, in China. So The Soviet Story is produced by a man named Edvins Snore, S-N-O-R-E, like we try not to do at night, but I highly recommend this as well. These two books really book, bookmark each other, and frankly, they, they follow up on your, your interview with, uh, with uh, Trevor Loudon and Enemies Within the Church. The, they go into how the church was infiltrated by this philosophy. Well, let's talk about why that could happen. Um, you say Marxism first came to America from the pastors in the 1800s who had survived the civil wars uh, in America and said, there's gotta be a better way, let's look at Karl Marx. Yes, they actually went to Europe and studied under Karl Marx and the early communist movements, and they thought that would create heaven on earth. Their job was to go and do this now, this new utopia. And so it really came to America first through the churches and then through academia and then the other institutions. And if the church brought Marxism to America, they must have, had good intentions. They didn't realize it'd have a terrible bad outcome. But maybe they meant well. I mean, didn't Jesus teach that we're supposed to uh, take care of the poor and share your belongings with other other people? Yeah, but he never taught that I, that somebody is supposed to steal something from you and then give it to someone else. <laughs> okay. That, that it's, uh, uh, Christian charity is all about private voluntary action, not about the state coming in and just simply commandeering your private property. You know, that's a good point. Jesus never told the Roman centurions, hey, go steal those people's property and then help me give it to my friends over here. But that's what Karl Marx is teaching, is that the government should become the confiscator of other people's private property. That's right, and that's another reason why you can see for sure in the early days on the foundation of socialism and communism, it really was anti-God. It was against the created nature of the universe and against human nature. And you even have, uh, after Stalin took over, uh, phrases such as creating new Soviet man. We're gonna create a new, a new type of human being who's, who is free of self-interest and doesn't have desire for property and so forth. And no matter how many tens of millions they killed, they couldn't get rid of it because that's human nature. That's who we're created and designed to be. Well, the, the unexpected outcome is not only does it create this totalitarian government that goes around killing people, which obviously is horrible in its own right, but economically, it fails as a, as a model because people stop working when they can't save their own pennies, right? That if you're counting on the generosity of the mass labor movement to go in and volunteer so that the government can take it all away from you, people stop showing up to work and then you have bread lines because there's no food. You know, chaps, the early pilgrims in America actually ran an experiment of collective ownership of everything their first year, and they tried to share everything. They found out that people stopped working and they almost all starved to death. And so in the second year of the Plymouth Colony, they actually instituted private property ownership. Okay, yeah. and then people didn't starve to death because they had a motive. They had a self-interest in it. Yeah. Right, 
Yeah. yeah you, you work or, and you can collect and even save some of your own earnings. And of course you volunteer to share with the poor, but when, when everybody is forced to share, nobody works and produces labor. Yeah, and it's, you can't even use the word share if it's confiscated at gunpoint. That, that's a, <laughs> a point I get from atheist critics on Facebook. They say, well, if you're not socialist, that means you don't care for the poor. You're not very generous because you're not willing to give me your money so I can give it to the poor. The, the other problem is it never gets to the poor. It just ends up making the government bureaucrats rich and the state gets bigger but the poor stay poor. Absolutely, there's, there's lots of unintended consequences that are natural result of this philosophy and these ideas being implemented. And as I said earlier, wherever they've been implemented, they've been tried dozens of times over a hundred years in many different countries, they've always ended up in human misery and slaughter because they must. It's in the nature, it's in the very nature of Karl Marx and his ideas that it must end up in the mass slaughter, it must. Right, okay, so again, the book is The Devil and Karl Marx by Paul Kengor, K-E-N-G-O-R. Please get it, it's, it's mandatory, put it on your must read list. And the video is The Soviet Story, produced by Edvin's Snore. We want you to look these up. Uh, we don't have them on our website, but you can find them on, on wherever books are sold. More with Paul Prentice right after this giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. We want you to take action today because a three-star general is holding a cadet's religious freedom hostage at the U.S. Air Force Academy. And I want you to take out a pen and paper because we're gonna give you some phone numbers and action points right now because in my alma mater, I'm a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy. And when I attended my class reunion last year, I asked, Lieutenant General Richard Clark, the three-star general of the Air Force Academy, here's the two of us together. I asked him in front of a crowd of 500 witnesses at our reunion, are you going to protect religious freedom for cadets if they have a sincere religious objection to getting the vaccine? And he answered saying, absolutely, chaplain. Well, now he is breaking that pledge. And we are wondering, why is General Clark refusing the appeal of a cadet? We're gonna call him Cadet X, who has refused the vaccine on religious grounds because he thinks, uh, sincerely held religious beliefs, that it would violate his pro-life Christian views. Well, now that cadet is being administratively separated, threatened with being kicked out of his school. This is wrong. We're asking people to contact General Clark's office and here, write down these phone numbers. Please call General Clark today at 719-333-4141. Again, that's 719-333-4141, and call them again at 4140. Call them twice, and it's gotta be during business hours, you have to ask them, will General Clark keep his promise to absolutely defend religious freedom for the cadet who refused the vaccine? After you make those two phone calls, we want you to call us at 866-Obey-God. Press option three, and we'll give you a free window decal. I pray for religious freedom. Let's stand up for religious freedom for this cadet. Again, here's the phone number, 719-333-4141. Call them during business hours, get a live person. We'll send you this window sticker if you call 866-Obey-God. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Uh, we're trying to bring this home that, that, okay, Karl Marx was a philosopher, he had these ideas. Uh, they resulted in different competing economic models in, in the history of the 20th century. Um, 
Some states adopted Marx and it ended horribly for them. Other states adopted more of a capitalist approach. Talk about why is America great? Well, America's great because of the institution of private property and our understanding of our God-created given rights. That's what distinguishes us from the rest of the world, always has and always will as long as there is an America. That's what makes us different and, if you will, special and unique. Uh, but, I mean, you look at uh, all these big, big uh, capitalist buildings. You go to New York City and, and it's, you see Wall Street. Aren't those people just greedy? I mean, how come, how come they have such tall buildings? <laughs> I think the greedy people are the people from the government who want to come and take our private property. I think that's greed. I see. People engaged in voluntary exchange to make themselves and their families better off, get wealthy or whatever it may be. If they're doing it within the context of a Judeo-Christian moral code, nothing greedy about that at all. So I've been to India where socialism is kind of the norm or, or even ignoring or trampling on the untouchables, right? And, and that is not capitalism, although they're improving in some you know, pockets. Um, places where capitalism is actually fully implemented, it gets rid of poverty. You don't have people living on a dollar, two dollars a day. Even our poor people in America, even our homeless people, they have access to all kinds of resources that would never be found in a third party, a third country world. We do create a lot of wealth, but it's more than that, Gordon. We create free human beings who get to choose what to do with their lives. It's, not so much about the economic outcomes, which is certainly preferable, it's about the soul outcomes. So it's not just the 100 plus million people that were killed by Stalin and, and, and his likes, but it's about the hundreds of millions that lived under communist slavery, never got a chance to live their fully creator endowed rights, never got a chance to live as a, as a normal human being. Uh, life expectancy is way down in those countries and, and uh, People just had their lives stolen from them and became communist slaves. You've heard that phrase, communist slaves. That's literally true. You were owned by der Staat, by the state, and you worked for the, for, the, for the central government, for the communist government, and they would give you what crumbs they, they, they felt like, and you had no choice in the matter. You were told where to go to school, what kind of job to have, what to do on the, when you worked. Everything else was centrally controlled, and that's why to me, the scary thing is the, this, these ideas have so many different names, socialism, communism, progressivism, Marxism. They're all the same in the sense that they are der Staat. They are the state, the centralized control of society, of economics, of property. That's what it's really about when God created us to be free. And all I have to do is read Exodus to figure that out. Right. <laughs> He wants us to be free. I wanna boil this down to a practical example. Maybe it's oversimplified, but I'm gonna compare two recent presidents, okay? Donald Trump, who was on The Apprentice, right? He was promoting capitalism. You saw him uh, with the gold building and, and riding a helicopter and waving money around. That's the picture of American capitalism. When he was president, he took the government out of the oil industry and gas prices went down to a buck 50 a gallon. The, the pumps were flowing freely and everybody thrived. You saw buildings growing and, every, and every, everybody felt like they were getting rich. Now, when Joe Biden took over, he promised to implement the Bernie Sanders capitalist approach to energy policy and green policy is to close all the oil pumps, 
to implement government seizure or at least over-regulation of the oil industry to forbid private enterprise from distributing gasoline. And what do we see? Four and a half dollar gasoline. Every, all of a sudden inflation is on the rise. Nobody can afford groceries and we're gonna have bread lines. This is the Bernie Sanders socialist. I think you mistakenly uh, misspoke when you said capitalist. It's Bernie but, Sanders socialist. Yeah, yeah, communist uh, is what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> It's all about centralized government control and authority. No matter what they say, that's really what it's about. Right. So the end result is always a centralized government with strong power controlling your life, your life, your audience's life. And it's, it's a horrible anti-human system because it's anti-God, it's anti-creation. And it results in no baby formula on the shelves. <laughs> We have an experiment we're running right now, the, the North Korea, South Korea experiment, where South Korea, a capitalist economy, is enormously wealthy, free, and happy. Yeah. And to the North, millions of people being starved to death uh, under socialism and communism. And the contrast here is between, say, Donald Trump's capitalism and, and uh, Joe Biden's socialism, and it's happening here. You can see the contrast over time, right here, just in a couple of years. Yeah. Or, or the exodus from California, which is a socialist state, into Texas, which is a free market state. Yes. Just look at the migration patterns. You yep. can see why, why people love America, they wanna come here. We're the greatest nation on earth. Uh, because we have a free market, or we have historically, it could go bad, wrong, the other way. We have just a minute left. I wanna say a prayer and give you the final word. Okay. Father in heaven, we ask your blessing on America and that, that you would bless us to return to the greatness that we once had as a world leader. God, get the big government off of our backs, stop this demonic spirit of jealousy and theft, and return liberty to American private property rights and our ability to you know, grow the economy just, if nothing else, to feed and secure liberty for our children. We pray this blessing on our posterity that we leave them that legacy in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Paul, mention the two books you want us to read. <laughs> well, the book is The Devil and Karl Marx, and there's a DVD that precedes it called The Soviet Story. They just make tremendous bookends to this in addition to Trevor Loudon's book on the enemies within. I think it behooves every Christian to get involved because we can't just sit there and pray. We have to take action and prayer, action and prayer. Right. And it's not enough just to be passive anymore because this is coming at us, it is demonic, it is satanic, and it's taking over very rapidly and it's taking over churches and we have to fight back. Amen. We're out of time, but our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. Prayinjesusname.org is our website. 
or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.